the common quality that I see in, in all these celebrities, actors, and athletes is that they believe in themselves and they've all worked their asses off to get where they're at. And now that they're at where they're at, now they're working harder. They're organized and they're impeccable with their word. They say what they're gonna do and they do what they say. Welcome to the Soul Greatness Podcast, where we help you tune into your soul so that you can elevate your greatness. I'm your host, Romeo Marquez Jr., international speaker, success coach, best-selling author, and a lifelong student of personal fulfillment, success, and greatness. If you are new here, thank you for stopping by and tuning in because what this show is really about is actually you tuning in, tuning in to yourself, tuning into your soul, tuning into your greatness, tuning into the goals, dreams, and desires you wish to attract into your personal and professional life. See, one of my mentors, Wayne Dyer, said, abundance is not something we acquire, it is something we tune into. In this show, I interview some of my dear friends who are world-class experts, industry leaders, coaches, creators, best-selling authors, athletes, and more. And we talk about entrepreneurship, health, mindset, happiness, passion, purpose, and messages they would share with the world if the world stopped what they're doing to listen to them. These powerful conversations will reignite your soul so you can level up your greatness and help you live your ultimate destiny. And if you're someone who is looking to make this year, this decade filled with greater opportunities, blessings, and breakthroughs, or if you're someone who's ready to make a greater change or a shift in their life, check out my 21-day guided meditation called Destiny Decade Meditation. It's a free guided meditation where in week one, we cover the themes of gratitude, intentions, and clarity. In week two, we cover focus, taking inspired action, and self-care. And in week three, we meditate on inner peace, expansion, and abundance. It's 100% free. Just go to RomeoMarquezJr.com forward slash destiny meditation. All right, so I'm super excited for today's episode because it's with my good friend, my brother, Chaz Hazlitt. Chaz is a celebrity barber who has worked with several renowned celebrities such as Diddy, Usher, Nas, Big Sean, Machine Gun Kelly, Jocko Sims, Reggie Miller, Corday, Lil Baby, and the list goes on. His work has also been featured on the red carpets of the Met Gala and star-studded shows such as The Jimmy Fallon Show, Seth Meyers, The View, Good Morning America, MTV, BET, and VH1. The Barber Grammys awarded him top honors as the A-lister Barber of the Year, and he co-published his first children's book with his daughter entitled Charlie's First Haircut. So without further ado, let's welcome Chaz Hazlitt. Hey Chaz, it is a gift and an honor to have you as a guest today, and I look forward to this powerful, soul-driven conversation that we're about to have. Yes, yes, absolutely. I've been waiting, what was it, two weeks you hit me up about doing this, and, and I've been rehearsing in my mind. And... <laughs> All right, so I just gave the audience a quick bio of who you are and what you do. Go ahead and share a little bit more about who you are and what you do. Yeah, so I am a barber first. So I've been cutting hair for about about the past 25 years. I started in high school, worked in a shop. And from the shop, I went to work in salons and kind of fused the salon world and the barber world because at that time it wasn't happening. It was more just about like fades and shape ups and designs. And I, I saw that there was a whole other world out there. I had a cousin who was a model and an actor in South America. And I, we went to go visit him one time and we were backstage at one of his like events. And I saw like the hairstylist and the makeup artist behind the scenes doing the makeup and the hair before they get on to the show. And I was like, wait, this is a thing? You know, and, and this is my young mind just 
barbershop mentality. At that young, early stage, I, I saw that there was like a, another avenue to go with this career instead of just maybe being like a $15, $20 haircutter. What would you say is the thing that helped you take it to the next level rather than just cutting hair for like $15, $20? It was just my drive to want more out of my life. I kind of put guilt on myself. Not anymore, really, but like at a, some points of my life, feeling like I wasted so much time as a teenager. And I never really had an idea of what I wanted to be when I grew up. It was either uh, I wanted to be a ninja or a professional BMX rider. That's That was my thing. You know what I mean? It was those were my career choices. I, I want to be a ninja still. Yeah, me too. Life. I still want to be a ninja, but my ninja career didn't last that long. And then once I got my license, I stopped riding bikes, which is probably one of the worst things I could have did. I was an artist as well. You know, we were writing. You know, back then writing graffiti and drawing and and all that. And I would see uh, Anthony Mason from the Knicks. He would get these designs in his hair. And I was like, wow, hair is a medium for art. And then how did you get into cutting all these celebrities, artists, actors, and so on? It was me wanting to become a master of my trade first. In the beginning of the morning, I'd be in the hood cutting in the shop. And then in the afternoon, I'd put a little gel in my hair and I'd be over <laughs> <laughs> I'd be over at the salon, you know, fitted outfits. And, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, uh, and, I, and I went there as an assistant. And then did you open up your own shop? Mm-hmm. Go ahead and break that down. So I worked in the salon. I was there for about a year. I wanted to take a vacation. And I was still young. I was only like 19, 20 years old, right? And I think my wife was just in college. And, you know, she had her, her, her uh, college, like, winter break. And we were going to go to Costa Rica for like a month or three weeks. So I went there. I was like, hey, listen, you know, I want to take this vacation. And the guy looks at me and goes, he goes, Chaz, I like you a lot. And I'm going to give you that vacation. But just know that when you get back and you start working here, you'll never have a vacation like that again. And I was like, really? Interesting. <laughs> so if anyone knows anything about me, when you start putting limits on me, <laughs> like, uh-uh. is when I'm like, eh, okay. And I went to Costa Rica and I was like, I have to open my own shop. I can't have someone sit here dictating the way that I live my life. And then we came, you know, had a good vacation, came back and started taking the steps to open up uh, my own shop. I was like about 20 years old. I fused the barbershop and the salon world together. We put turntables in there. We would have DJs come in. Dope. I would have the, the B-boys come in and, and break, and we'd do like MC battles. I wanted to be a community center where, where kids could feel comfortable and be themselves. And I had that for a few years. While I was doing that, since I was bringing all these MCs and breakers and DJs coming, I kind of was engulfed into that world. And then I started working with a music group and then, you know, ended up opening up a independent record label. We had a record that really kind of went crazy with Pitbull and with another artist named Notch and started touring, wow. living that life. And uh, I ended up selling the, the shop again because I was so young. I was like, music is also one of my first loves. Mm. And when I started cutting hair, like I loved it, but I was looking at it like, OK, I'm going to learn this because no matter what I try to do in life, I always have this to fall back on. So I did that for, for a few years and gained a lot of knowledge as far as like marketing and managing and networking, which was a precursor to where, where I was able to take it now because I, I learned 
all these valuable lessons dealing with with this high-paced industry and, and the contacts that I made. And one day, a mentor of mine, my boy buys one, he didn't even know I cut hair. Like, he was our tour manager. I used to sleep on his couch <laughs> in Beverly Hills. Wow. <laughs> when I was out there in California, one day I was going through, like, my luggage grabbing stuff, and he saw a whole bunch of, like, clippers in my bag. And he's like, what the hell is that? Why do you have all these clippers in here? And I'm like, well, I'm a barber. And he's like, what? He's like, you're a barber? I said, yeah, man, I've been cutting for like, I think at that time, probably like four years, five years. He's like, are you good? (laughs) 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 And I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm good. And he had long hair and he's like, can you give me a haircut? I haven't gotten a haircut in like months. I'm like, no problem. He goes, what do you want for it? And I was like, he's a DJ. I was like, give me DJ lessons. So I cut his hair, and, and after I cut his hair, he's like, what the hell are you doing in the music business? Why do you want to be around this chaos, this madness? I said, bro, I love it. You know, I love hip-hop, and this and that. He goes, yeah, but it's way deeper than just loving hip-hop. Like, this is a crazy life. He goes, you're the artist. If you put that energy that you put into these guys or the, them and, and doing this, and you take everything that you've learned as far as marketing, promoting, dealing with these industry people, your career will go like this. And I took what he said and, and I started doing that. I started I started treating myself as an artist. You know, this is back in like the MySpace days. And I ended up linking with a, with a gentleman by the name of Curtis Smith, who at that time was uh, Diddy's personal barber and a lot of bunch of other guys' personal barber. I pretty much says, listen, man, I'm, I'm, I'm here. Like, what, what do you need me to do? He had a company or he has a company called Exotics, which is a product company. And they were going to do a hair show in Atlanta. And he's telling me about it. He's like, yo, I have a hair show. And I was like, I'll go. He's like, really? I'm like, yeah. He goes, you want me to bring boxes? Do you want me to do the register, clean? Whatever you need me to do, I'll go. I had no expectations. And I was like, but let's, but let's do this. And now here comes my music management mind, right? And my producer mind, right? Mm-hmm. I said, let's create a commercial before we go. We could post it and we could share it and we could... Maybe have a, a computer screen or something that we can blast this commercial while we sell your products. And he's like, do you know how to do that? I'm like, yeah. So I linked up the guy that used to shoot our videos, a guy named, by the name of Johnny Rose from, from the Connecticut. I called him with the idea. I was like, I want to make a barber-like but music video style commercial, but I want to promote a product. And he was like, what? But I knew my vision. And then after like, I started explaining to him, he understood the vision. And the thing is, like, we shot it. And I had it edited done the next day. And and that's and, and I but I wanna move like and he was like, You're done already? And I'm like, Yeah, I said, bro, I don't play around, man. Like I wanna I wanna show you my value. I went to Atlanta with one of my boys, he came with me to support. And you know, I, I rented the big body like Escalade truck yeah. and yeah, yeah. went out there <laughs> flexing, you know what <laughs> For I mean? Sure. Like, you got to play yeah, the game, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, playing the game, showboating, man. You know what I mean? I, I don't want to pull up in some little... Uh, that's that's where your ninja like, moves comes in. That's the ninja moves. Ninja. This, is that. See, now, this is me being a ninja now. So now I'm, I'm really living my dreams. <laughs> Throwing the smoke bombs. Like, bah! When you come out of the escalade, <laughs> boom, like, wow, you appear. That's Take hilarious. Just throwing them at people. <laughs> Again, I didn't know anybody. It's new Curtis. That was it. Got there and he had his whole booth set up and he's like, you want to cut? I'm like, on stage? I'm like, all right. So I cut on stage. He's looking at me. He's like, oh, okay, this kid's good. I was wearing black gloves back then. Nobody was wearing black gloves. So that kind of like made me stand out. And then uh, just started networking, cutting and, and selling product and 
just moving around again, just just working, no expectations or like, oh, he's got to pay me or anything like that. Or, yo, when I'm done with this, can you can you put me down with cutting celebrities? Nothing like that. Mm. It was just be present, you know, and being being around people who are great and being around people that I want to that I want to be like. Mm-hmm. And after that, there was a networking party called the Barber's Roundtable. There was like the second day of the hair event at Justin's, which was uh, Puff's restaurant in Atlanta. And he would bring all the barbers from around the country. The clipper companies would come. And this was a place for us to start networking. And I was just meeting people. I was meeting celebrity barbers that were from Chicago, from Florida, Miami. I'm here, like, just wanting to get in the game. And I'm, and I'm meeting people. And, 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 and I'm not a celebrity barber yet, but I have the, the mindset of it, right, because of my previous career in music. But then I had this video. So when people were seeing it, they're like, Oh, like they've never seen anything like that before. They're like, oh, okay, we get you now. And that was like the beginning of like where it all started to like blossom. Wow. There's so many lessons in that story. And I could break it down from like, how can I serve to build in relationships to being around greatness? And so all that said, what would you say are some of the biggest lessons you've learned up to this point in your journey? I think patience and understanding that the lessons in failure and knowing that it's not failure, that these moments of failure are lessons to help catapult you and bring you to your next level. You know, because there was a lot of times where I was like, okay, this is it. This is the one. This is going to happen. We're going to sign this. It's going to be big. And you're like, and you're like, I don't know. Why? Why me? Why? Like, I have every component. I have everything to take it and do this. And it just falls through, falls through, falls through. And and it can get discouraging. And then also the people around you can be like, what the hell are you? Like, you're, you're, nothing's working out. Like, I see you. You're working. You're grinding. You're here. You're there. And you, But it's like, it gets here and it's like, true. But looking back and seeing like, okay, that wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. I wasn't supposed to be here. I wasn't supposed to go that way. I wasn't supposed to move here. I wasn't supposed to work with this person. I wasn't supposed, you know, things that I thought that were going to help me and catapult me and this is it. God was like, nah, bro, sit down. You're not ready yet. Right. You're not ready yet. Right. And, and, and trust me, I got something greater for you. Don't trip. And trust me, keep going, keep going. Because when you start to attain it, you're going to appreciate it and you're going to live a better life of servitude and know that it came from me. Right. And it comes back to that one quote by Michael Jordan, where he says, you know, I failed over and over and over again. And that is why I succeed. Right. Yeah, bro. And and, and failure is embarrassing, too, man, for your peers. Mm-hmm. How that happened? How yeah. you let this? And, and it's people telling you this that are doing nothing with themselves. <laughs> you know what I mean? That are doing absolutely nothing with themselves. And and they're trying to put you at that level, say like, yo, you're you're out here doing this, you're doing that. And the same people today that were telling me that stuff are like, how are you doing what you're doing? Right. You know, I come from a small town in Jersey, a small suburb in Jersey. Right. It's considered a bubble. And the things that I've been able to do, the people that I've been around and accomplish, mm-hmm. the same people that were like, yeah, 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 are like, keep going. You deserve it. Right. You've worked your ass off for this. I love that. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. the things that we're doing, you know, we're grinding, we're putting in the work and people from afar, whether they're close to us or not, are seeing us and are inspired mm-hmm. or they can hate or whatever it is. But I yeah. think that as we progress in that journey, 
people go, wow, it is possible. You just got to be crazy enough to believe in your dreams right. and, and, and really follow through with it. But like, I come from the same spot you came from, and there's nothing different from me. I, I didn't have any handouts or I didn't know nobody in the industry or I, I, I went out and I, I chased every single thing that I have right now. Based on all the top artists, musicians, actors, and celebrities you've worked with, what would you say are some of the common qualities that make them great? Well, they have good haircuts because they're rocking with me. <laughs> oh, there it is. Bing bong. <laughs> and that's it. That's what makes them great. If you need a cut, hit up Chaz. You want to be great, hit up Chaz. No Chaz. <laughs> the common quality that I see in, in, in all these, you know, these celebrities, actors, and athletes is that they believe in themselves. And they've all worked their asses off to get where they're at. And... Now that they're at where they're at, now they're working harder. They're organized. They keep schedules and they're impeccable with their word. They say what they're going to do and they do what they say. And uh, the kind of just helping of other people and then kind of having that mentality, you know, and I just learned so much by being around that. Because not only I'm cutting the artists, now I'm cutting the managers and the label people. So like, you know, I'm cutting guys and, and hearing them make million dollar deals on the, on the phone while I'm cutting them. And it's all access. Right. You know, I'm hearing everything right. from speakerphone conversations, Zooms. And I'm sitting there like, man, you can't pay for this type of game. Right. <laughs> right. Just <laughs> you being know, like, you that energy. Even, yeah, you shouldn't even be paying me for this haircut because I just learned a million dollars worth of game. Right. What would you say is a way for people to know that they're on the right path to their calling? I would look for the signs that are outside of yourself. I look at the people that are around me and what's being attracted to me. And I think the people that are coming into my life on a daily basis mm -hmm. are showing me like, all right, Chaz, like you're at where you're supposed to be at and your growth is making sense right now. So mm -hmm. I, I'm just, I look at the signs. I look, I look at an animal flying around me that maybe like a, something you don't see that is too normal. And I, and I look like, yo, why am I seeing a turtle right now? Or, or why did a butterfly just land on my, on my shoulder? Like, you know what I mean? Right. Like I see signs from the ancestors that right. are like, yo, we got your back. Because what I'm doing is not for me. It's not for me to be like, I'm this grand celebrity barber. I'm grand this. It's for me to create a legacy for my family, but also give a path for my family to like open up so that they can achieve their greatness. And for anyone that that's watching my story and has seen my progress to help inspire them. There's a belief in Buddhism that every day that you wake up is, is, is a new life. Mm. So that, that's kind of how I take it. I have, I have a new day to create something new in my life. That's right. What would you say is, in your opinion, the secret to a happy life is? The secret to happy life is peace. Having peace within myself and peace within my surroundings and understanding how to keep my peace, even when there's chaos around me. You know what I mean? Knowing that, like, I don't need to be involved in that. I don't need to, I don't need to go here. I don't need to go there. That, that's, like, my key mm. to, to happiness. What do you know for sure? That one day I won't be here physically. So it's up to me now to leave a mark spiritually and mentally to the people that are around me to help raise conscience so I can live through that conscious consciousness can live through other people. So like if I'm raising my children to be conscious and I'm around my friends and I'm teaching them how to be conscious and, and kind of give them an elevated mind state, that, that elevated mind state I feel will be able to like live through through me. I'm glad you bring up uh, being conscious. Go ahead and break that down, what you think it means and how 
uh, one can practice to be more conscious? I think it's it's a level of righteousness and 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 living a good life and serving others and just really understanding your surroundings and not having distractions or distractions that are thrown at you through television, through music, mm -hmm. through social media, through friends, through family members. So learning how to disconnect from the world and and being open to like to nature and and I just got goosebumps. And to like going in the woods and listening to the sounds and feeling energy, you know, by again, it's by tuning out, mm -hmm. by eating the right foods, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? By not consuming tobacco and alcohol. I mean, I like to drink wine, you know, every once in a blue, but like, but just not numbing yourself and letting yourself be dumbed down. Mm -hmm. It's not just yeah. one thing, it encompasses. So many different things, whether it, it is detaching from the negative energy to tuning in with your heart and soul to connecting with nature. And also understanding that most people are not going to be on your on your conscious level. Mm -hmm. One thing kind of like when I started becoming more in, in, in tune with my consciousness was me trying to like teach everyone around me about it. And they're like, yeah, whatever, Chaz. <laughs> You know, <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Right. You know what I mean? Right. And realizing that, again, sooner or later, you'll find your tribe, man. For you know sure. what I mean? Of, of conscious individuals yeah. that, that have similar beliefs or, or similar, similar vibe. Because yeah. your belief doesn't have to be my belief. Right. You know what I mean? We can coexist. 100%. And there's that other saying yeah. where it states... Uh, it's your vibe that attracts your tribe, right? So if the world stopped what they're doing to hear a couple of messages from you to live out their life's calling, what would you share with them? I would say don't ever take no for an answer. It's about problem solving. You have to become a problem solver and you have to to learn how to navigate when when the world isn't working your way. A few other things would be you have to truly believe in your dreams and be crazy enough to follow it. And I think all of that goes back to like not taking no for an answer or, or, or knowing that like you have to have patience in your career and patience in your life to achieve what you want because not everything is going to go the way that you want it to go and at the time that you want it to happen. But be conscious enough to know that you're taking the right steps to get there. Mm -hmm. And when you get there, just know that there's going to be more steps to keep it and to have gratitude. Don't take it for granted just because you're there now. Like always go back and remember the struggles and how hard you work to get where you're at. And, and don't forget about the people that you may see that are struggling, that are genuine with what they want out of their careers and, and pay it forward and help them out. Don't be afraid to put somebody on when you see that they really deserve it. Amen to that. Yeah. All right, so we're about to get into a rapid fire Q and A, and so man. I want you to answer <laughs> with the first thing that comes to mind. Oh man, you didn't say anything about this. <laughs> I know. Oh, uh, I've been drinking coffee. Let me. You're talking about rapid fire. Let me get some water in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. What's your favorite word, <laughs> bro? <laughs> <laughs> What's your least favorite word? Can't. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? A DJ. What's one of your favorite quotes? If you don't know where you're coming from, you'll never know where you're, where you're going. Mm. A song that gets you hyped up. Protect your neck by the Wu-Tang. <laughs>
a song that you enjoy that people would least expect you'd like? Black Dog by Led Zeppelin. Best piece of advice you've ever received? From my father. He says, if you hang around shit, you're going to start to smell like it. <laughs> That's so simple yet so powerful. Because I ain't trying to smell like shit, you know? <laughs> That's good. Uh, what advice would you give to your younger self? Save some money, bro. <laughs> <laughs> The most useful product or service you've invested in under $100? My cologne. <laughs> nice. <laughs> if you could have dinner with three people, dead or alive, who would they be? Uh, it would be uh, Bob Marley, and the other two would be my grandparents that are passed away, my two grandparents. If there could be one question you could ask them, what would you ask? I would ask Bob Marley, you know, what steps did he take to raise his conscience? Mm. And then I think for my grandparents... I would want to hear real stories about my father. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think the world needs more of? Love. What do you think the world needs less of? Hate. What do you think a person needs to be happy? They need to have peace within themselves and know who they are. What is your personal or professional motto? Don't stop. Get it. Get it. <laughs> and last words of advice for those that want to pursue their purpose, their passion, their life's calling. Be willing to do what others aren't. And when people say you can't do it, you keep going. Just be willing to do what they're not going to do just because they think it doesn't work or it's not going to work for them. Always be true to yourself and always know that you are your brand and you want to stay authentic to your brand and to who you are and it will resonate with people. Love that. So where can people connect with you, hire you, interview you, get to know more about you? So you can contact me on my IG. Mm -hmm. It's uh, C has the barber. That's C-E-E-H-A-Z, the barber. And you could reach out to me. Perfect. And before mm -hmm. I wrap this up, go ahead and share a little something that you are working on with our bro, Jock, with this TV pilot and where it's premiering. Yeah, so I was fortunate enough to produce a short film with the uh, talented actor Jocko Sims, also known as Dr. Reynolds of New Amsterdam. I've been cutting his hair for about three, four years now, and we became real tight. And we would always just share stories of our childhood. And so one day he comes in about like five o'clock in the morning, throws a script on my station. And I'm like, what's this? And he goes, this is your story. And I'm like, what? This is grown. He goes, I wrote a short film based on the stories that you've told me. And I'm like, get out of here. He's like, yeah. He goes, and I want you to produce it with me. We shot it back in April. We submitted it into all the film festivals and we were accepted into South by Southwest in their episodic film pilot series competition, which was so dope because we see this as being a series and they do too. So we're, we're going out there and we're going to smash it, bro. Well, bro, I appreciate you. I love seeing all the major moves you're making. It inspires you, me brother. so much. And I just look forward to seeing what the world, the universe, what God has in store for you in uh, this next season of life. Thank you for your time. I love having these conversations because it's also a reflection for myself that I can go back and just kind of like soak it in. You know what I mean? 100%. So, so thank you for that. This is, this is like, this is therapy. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> for sure as it is for me just to be you know 
on the other end of like receiving a message. So thank you for this Appreciate therapy that. session. <laughs> thank you. We'll Hope talk to soon. See you soon, bro. All right. All right. Take care, man. Peace. If you appreciated this conversation and found value in it, please be sure to subscribe to this podcast to catch the latest episodes. And of course, please leave a rating and review. And as mentioned earlier, if you're ready to manifest the decade you desire, because I know you do have some big goals and some big dreams you want to accomplish, go ahead and download my free 21-day guided meditation at RomeoMarquezJr.com forward slash destiny meditation. It is my gift to you. Until next time, keep believing, keep moving forward, and continue to ignite your light with the world because the world needs you.